breakfast. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome, one and all, to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Brenda Devaney, your host this evening. Um, I had a few weeks off there after the passing of my uh, dad and my sister, and I just want to thank uh, Oshin for looking after the show and Kenneth for producing as ever. Um, great men to have in your corner, and I want to thank them, I suppose, I want to thank everybody out there as well that, that, that helped us over the last um, few weeks. The support was, was unbelievable and it meant so much to me and my family. And as we know, the GA is, is family and I want to thank, as I say, on behalf of everybody in my family, just the, the tributes that were, were paid to my, to, to my hero dad and my beautiful sister, Margaret. It meant so, so much to us. So I want to thank everybody for that. Um, on the show this evening, I'm delighted to say uh, earlier I met with the, the daddy of, of GA, Anthony Malloy. He has a new book out. Uh, I spoke with him earlier in, at Highland Radio. We're going to play that for you shortly. Um, we're going to speak then with uh, Maureen O'Donnell. She'll round up the ladies' club football scene for us. And we'll get a word with uh, Michael McMahon of Gaelic Life as well. And he'll round up the, the dairy finals for us yesterday, the uh, intermediate and uh, senior finals there in Celtic Park. But I'd say, first of all, we're going to play a segment. Uh, as I say, Anthony Malloy um, has a book out. And earlier on today, uh, I caught up with Anthony in the studio to preview the book. Yes, Anthony Malloy, welcome to the studio here in Highland Radio. We're going to review... Your new book out, it is about uh, life, glory and demons, the famous tale of 92 and everything around it. But first of all, Anthony, welcome to the studio. How are you today? Good morning, Brandon, and uh, I'm delighted to be here this morning. Yeah, great yeah. to have you. Andy, before we get into your book, and of course, Frank Craig has, has, has penned your book and got all your thoughts down there between the glory and the demons, and we'll get a few stories in a minute. But first of all, the, the Donegal management is to be uh, named this evening, the long-awaited Donegal management. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, look, I suppose, first of all, Brendan, I suppose it's great. Uh, I know, and it has been a long time, and uh, uh, quite a long time, in fact, you know, to get somebody in place, and uh, I believe now that we have, and will be ratified this evening, uh, Paddy Carr, and uh, in O'Rourke, like, and, and uh, all, all I can say is, look at that, uh, whoever, you know, uh, going forward, that uh, we totally get behind, uh, whoever comes in here, Aidan and Paddy, and the whole setup, and that uh, that we give them our total support, uh, uh, supporters' support, and club support, and and, and everything, and uh, let's move on now. Yeah, it's a tough job. Uh, and a lot of there's a lot of question marks about. I suppose the Donegal team, particularly in our defence. And funny, I was talking to Greg earlier today. We were chatting about the, the management of coming in. I think the biggest obstacle, or the or the the, the toughest job, is to just sort our defence out. You've seen when teams put pressure on us, uh, and they were a bit light at the back. And we actually talked about club football in terms of teams going full blanket defence, putting 15 inside the 45, and it doesn't. You're not going to breed defenders from that. And they were still producing midfielders, we're producing forwards. But certainly defensively, you know, from from your great players like your Neil McGee recently, Eamon, you know, Paddy McGrath, your own clubman, those type of players don't seem to be uh, coming through in club football. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge for, for, for the Donegal manager coming in. No doubt. And, you know, I think we have to, you know, the management has to look like we do need a, a change. And uh, as you said, like, I think we're, we're, we in Donegal, like, we're always blessed with backs. And maybe with too many backs at times, we hadn't enough, you know, forwards, like, but... Uh, with the game the way it's played today, like you know, you don't need to be a back, but with 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 the blanket defence and everything else, and I would, you know, I suppose we we have to look at changing things around, like and, and defensively we can be set up well enough, but we have to go forward, like uh, you know, this negativity of, of when you get possession, you turn around or turnovers and that there, and, and you start going back again with this ball, like and it's a sore on the eye, and uh, we all know that there, like so. We have to change things around. We have to come out of defence quicker uh, and all that there. And I think we need to have maybe a rule change as well here that there have to be three uh, men up front at all times mm. or something like that there might uh, counteract that. Mm. They've done that Nazi rules there, I see, uh, and they, out in their game. They've made it, uh, you have to have a couple of players in a certain zone up front to stop the whole team flooding back. And it seems like it's something we would never have to do. It looked like it was changing a bit, but then certain teams seem to be protecting. I mean, I met Rory Geller, who was in at the Derry final yesterday. You know, Derry have pulled us right back into that thing of, right, we're going to sit and we're just going to be horrible to play against. And yeah. Listen, we... we but if you, know, if, you, if you look at things, if you go back to the Ulster final, like, and you see the people that don't know 
Mm. You know, Declan Bonner had no choice in setting yeah. up the way he set up. You have to, yeah. He had absolutely no choice in setting up the way he set up. And I thought we were excellent that day, the way we set up. But maybe if we had to come forward a bit more sooner or quicker. Mm. Because, like, you know, there's no point in kicking a ball when you get possession into a wall of about 10 players. Is there opposition players, like, and then try and get this ball back again, like, and, uh, but you know, a lot of people, you know, don't know these things, like, and, uh, so it's all about probably set up and, and, but we, we, we certainly have to change. Mm. We have to change. Or it's a big conundrum, Andy, because if you look at the, the Ulster final, what it meant to Derry and the colour and the kids and all that and the stories, and there's no doubt that was a brilliant thing for Derry. But if Derry do that again next year, surely the, the footballers, the people in there are going to say, right, hold on a second. If you look at Slot Neil, a club of their stature, to see how they played yesterday, and they, I, I, it was it was the biggest cheer they had. They hadn't scored, I think it was 16 minutes or something before they scored. But up in that point, the biggest cheer was for a couple of turnovers. You know, it was real kind of pedestrian stuff. Yeah. The worst of we can see of any of our football. And I thought to myself, you know, if you're going to go down... At least have a go, you know. Yeah, but I'm I sure think, the boys wake up today. Must think, what yeah. was the point in that? You know. Well, I think, yeah, I think that it's been proved all year, and certainly uh, Derry proved it. Like that, uh, being totally defensive and never won anything for you, uh, never won any titles for you. Anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose the, the, when they got the Crow Park, then I suppose after the, the Ulster thing, because it comes down to them small margins. You know, it went the extra time. Even though I think they were probably slightly a better team in the day, but when you see them, particularly when you get the Crow Park, you have to open up that bit and play and I think then you've seen that that tactic of Derry wasn't enough because you had a Galway team that had them sparks in the forward line but I suppose that's, that's history and we'll, we'll, we'll remain to see what this new man comes on because yeah, well, I don't think you've any other choice but they play you play part like that my, my big fear is that if you don't have a platform up front then you can't kick the ball we're not kicking the ball and once you take the kick pass out of our game it really kills the game if you have a, a, a platform to at least you know link up the play you have a man coming out that half forward kind of zone you can kick it to him and then he can lay it inside so if you at least have two or three players operating in the attacking half you have a chance to kind of play something yeah. of the game that we love you know look at you know the management has a you know they have a fair task in front of them and and uh we're, I think, in a period of transition as well. You know, we need to find, I think, four or five players as well. Like, and, and uh, all in all, like, and I just hope that uh, we do have patience with the new management set up there and that we, we, we give them their total support. Yes, yes, yes. And a good man. Listen, I was just I was talking to Greg earlier. Um, Brian McNuff was always the daddy of Donegal. We, he's moved to the grandfather stage now. You're the daddy, I think. Everybody, everybody, I know, Brian. <laughs> you're the daddy. Do, do you look that old, Brian? Do you look that old? Everybody has their 92 stories. I'll say to Greg, of course, we all do yeah. at, our, at our age. And even my sister Margaret, God rest her, you know, we, we were talking about, about her to, to Greg there. And she thumbed up to, to Dublin that... Um, that weekend, no ticket. You know what them stories, aren't they? And she slept in um, in, in D two. What, what do you call it? The, the the hotel there. Um, uh, yeah. The, uh, your man's hotel there. She slept on the floor of that, yeah. and uh, you know it was it was one of those many stories where she got a ticket that morning and all that, and 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 the whole county was up there, and it seemed it seemed crazy. And I said to Greg, it was fitting that your story now, Anthony, we'll, we'll get into it. That you left it to Sam, no more than Michael Murphy. It, it was almost like your life was meant. It was meant to be that way, you know, which was which was a fantastic stuff. But Andy, it's it's glory, it's life, and it's it's demons as well. And, and Frank Craig is the man that was uh, you you said with paying paying the notes for you. Good yeah. relationship with Frank, <laughs> our drama as well. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, like you know, I suppose first of all, uh, Brendan, like uh, often thought about writing a book, you know, and 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 then uh, and put me, uh, you know, sport and life down on paper and that, and I thought probably bits of life in general and that, and uh, and then I would throw to the back of my mind, you know, you know, how can I, you know, how can I go back over fifty years, like you know, how can I remember, you know, going back that stuff. So I throw it out of my mind, and and one day out of the blue, funny enough, before Christmas last year, way before Christmas, I got a call from Liam Hayes, and. Uh, I would have known Liam and we spoke about the 92 success, like, and, uh, Liam says, you know, it'll soon be 30 years, like, and, uh, he says, you know, it's, it's now or never, like, and, uh, now's the time, and, uh, when you're celebrating 30 years on and that, and, uh, I suppose that made up my mind there and then, you know, because I, I knew Liam, uh, as a footballer, uh, to a holder of two Ireland medals as well, like, and, uh, uh, he knows all about the dressing room, like, and, and, um, a journalist, a publisher, you know, so he was the right man for the job, you know, and, uh, and I trusted Liam as well, like, and, um, 
And then, of course, as you mentioned, uh, my ghostwriter Frank, you know, uh, my own clubman, and uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't dream of doing this without uh, with anybody else, only Frank, you know, and and uh, and also. It would have been impossible to do it without Frank, to be quite honest. Like, and, and uh, you know, uh, he knows the ups and the ins and outs like, of the game, like, and he's involved a long time and, and uh, his extra expertise and knowledge and, and, and patience and all that with me, you know, was, was unbelievable. And, and uh, all I can say is, you know, I, I played my part in the book, you know, Frank would come to me, like, for maybe two, three hours, like, a week, like, for, for months and months and months, you know, and, and, uh, just uh, uh, start the tape there and he would let me rattle away and, and, and then, you know, but Frank had to go away then, you know, and put all this together, like, and I just can't imagine many, many hours Frank has put into this book, like, so look, I'm very thankful, like, to uh, to Liam and uh, and Frank. It's an interesting concept, um, and I suppose looking back like that, because a lot of your memories maybe are in there somewhere hidden and until you start to talk about them and put them down, they kind of they start to spring out more, do Does things come back to you? Uh, and and as you said, that difficult job, you'd be a bit like me, Anthony. I, I don't know how these guys <laughs> get, get that together because um, I always respect somebody so much that, that writes yeah. books and that because I don't think I have that, I suppose, <laughs> that commitment to, to really get nitty gritty. And I suppose it's, it's, it's a love. And Frank has such a good way of them, you know. Uh, that's what would make it easier because such a nice lad as well. And he, he, he loves the sport and he also loves the, the angle on things, yeah. you know. And he would, he would try <clears> and get that out of you as well. It, it made it much easier for me because like Frank came in and he lay back on the sofa and I lay back on the sofa like and we might have a cup of tea and uh, like the tape was still rolling mm. you know and and uh, and funny enough when you do start delving back like you know your things do come back to you and, 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 and then you know then when you have the book finished as well like well that's the way it is like oh look I forgot about this I forgot about that there like you know but look what I'm happy and I'm uh, you know as I said Frank Frank made it so easy for me like it was unbelievable yeah, yeah, and and so where Frank puts the book together and he gives it to Liam then to edit. Is yes. that how it happens? Then? Yes, and that's and yeah. Liam, of course, is is the master of this. You know, it's great to have a guy like that on side because that's that's one without of a doubt. Like, because he, you know, he, he he's in the game. Like, and uh, you know, he's done Larry Tompkins. Like, he's written I don't know many books has he published now at this stage. Like, like Naff always regrets Tompkins. He, he he was trying to get him back to Donegal, but he was. Well, I, I think we were a bit, you know, uh, and I think I've said that in the book. You know, uh, I played with Larry and uh, New York medal with Larry, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I think uh, we fell short somewhere because, like, you know, Larry would have come to Donegal possibly if the right uh, maybe approaches were made and get him set up in here in Donegal, and you know, a eventually, man, of course, he was a good air man, but he, you know. Eventually, like he would have been great, like uh, with the Cork lads over there. But he was mm. equally as great with Donegal, and mm. you know, he was very, very great with Donald Galler, the veteran over there. We call him the veteran. He was oh, Mister. He was Mister Donegal. Yeah. He played him like he was Mister Donegal, and Donald Galler looked after Larry, set up Larry, like yeah. and and all that there. And I think we did miss the boat because Larry yeah. could have come to Donegal, maybe yeah. every bit as quick. In some addition, wouldn't it have been? Aye. Well, he's proved that. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was. So when they see, see going back into the book, then it starts off with uh, the under twenty one days. And and does it, you, do well, you go back then, or you go back to as you said, you and you and Frank were probably in the mountains then. Your your mountain men and our yeah. and our drives. Does it go right back well, to the youth, or, or where does it? Is the book about uh, sport uh, mostly or, or life? No, or like we, we 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 try to change it, like uh, or maybe just maybe a different setup as a garden of footballing book, like and uh, you know most J books like would be chapter after chapter after chapter, you know of, of one's footballing lives, like and uh, great books. Let me add, like but. We, uh, we we decided we'd change it, you know, that we would do a chapter about football and then we'd go uh, maybe uh, reflections and then a chapter again about football, again reflections and all that there, you know, right through from when a time growing up in, in Yamagura, you know, as a young lad and that there. And, um, we, you know, we started off like, you know, and they keep, and I know I'm one of the luckiest people ever uh, sitting here like that, uh, you know, I, I retired twice. Mm. Not many people do this. Like I've done uh, a few, in last <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in nineteen eighty-two, like I would have played two years, like for the under twenty-ones, like, and then I hurt my knee in eighty-one, and then Tom Conan took over, and uh, I had no mind of playing, you know, because my brothers had left now. In the meantime, for, to the states, Connie, Frank, and and, and Lanty, like, and uh, they were a huge miss or loss, and uh, and I missed them very much as well mm. at the time, and they were a huge uh, loss to the club. So come eighty two, uh, you know, I, I had my mind kind of set on New York as well, or thinking about it, right? Even though I had a job with ESB here, but um, I didn't play uh, 
in the first round match against Down or against Cavan. I didn't play in Baba Fee in the drawing match uh, against Down and uh, on the Monday the following day after the drawing match I got a knock on the door like and uh, Bart Whelan and Tom Cunningham enters you know and uh, after a bit of chat now it didn't take a while lot like to convince me or Tom said to me look I don't come back you look I'll come back into the squad just get a feel for it and see how it goes like and, and yeah. Two weeks later, like I played up in Newry, uh, and we beat down. And then we went on to one to learn it. And ninety one, I'd retired uh, as well. And uh, and to be honest, like I thought, it was finished anyway. That, that was a crushing Ulster final defeat, and I remember being uh, there. And, and yeah. down obviously swept and, and swept uh, to all Ireland. But in many ways, and it was it was probably it was one of those days that that they 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 were they were flying, and and they 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 went for it. And of course. Maybe left it the letter course in Ulster teams one and all. Exactly, you know, and and uh, again I had another operation at the beginning of ninety uh, one as well, like and and um, so, but I thought like I thought it was good enough for us getting back to, to get my place back again on the team, like and uh, but anyway that didn't materialise, and uh, I was mad with Brian uh, naturally mm. enough, and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I was, and of course I thought I should have been uh, leading the team out that day in '91 against Down. But then, you know, when I thought about things later as well, like uh, I was mad or angry within, like uh, I was retired now, you know, and uh, the county football is over, like, and uh, along with that, uh, all my dreams went as well, like of of what I dreamt about all growing up on that there of of one day walking up the Hogan stand, you know, and. Uh, there again, uh, as I said, fate. Like uh, I met Brian then uh, the winter uh, that year, like of of ninety one, like and uh, at a minor match in, in McCool Park, and um, we spoke about things and we spoke about the the what Down had done, like Down won the All Ireland, you know, and uh, you know how we, you know, we nearly we against Meath, like in nineteen ninety, we weren't far away, like we spoke about all that there, like and and. Uh, I suppose it made sense to me, like, and uh, so we made up our differences, like, and it wasn't different. I suppose when you were along with a person a long time, I, uh, you know, there's going to be a fallout here and falling, and that's natural enough, like, and uh, but we set our differences aside that day, and uh, thankfully I went back again in '92 and look at the one in All Ireland. So that's two All Irelands, like, you won after retiring, probably, mm. and and uh, so look at I'm, I'm I'm very thankful, like, to Tom and and Brian. Mm. I see. See at the time, and it was the 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 knee and and the injuries. Were you able just to get through training and, and just get to a certain level? Were you, were you icing every night? And was there a uh, lot of was there a lot of uh, look at, yeah, pain but, in the body? Yeah, look at you know compared to when you see the modern setup, like you know we we we, we had nothing like that mm. there. Like you're sort of left on your own devices. Like and uh, I think I had about six six uh, different operations on my left, uh, two on my right. Like and. Uh, and look at you had to look after you, you just had to try and come back yourself like and you know we you know we we, we don't we didn't have the entourage that they have nowadays you mm. know it's a totally professional setup now like you get the puma kings that was it <laughs> <laughs> i think uh when you talk about puma kings like uh the very first game i played and uh, a big game like was uh for the under sixes first under 16 county team went to uh crow park like we played before uh, a dublin Kerry national league final. we played a selection of dublin uh, dublin lads there and we hammered them like but uh i had now put a pair of blackthorn boots like you know uh, i mean they were ancient like they were handed down like uh, ru- rubber cogs like you know and, and, and no studs and i always remember that there and, and them cracked like yeah. but that's that's the way <laughs> things were at yes. at the time you know and and uh, but no, look at um, you could fast pass the ball forty yards. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, that friend. Yeah, but uh, look at look at I did. Like I, I had to probably uh, train harder. Uh, you know, coming back after time after time, as you know, not was maybe not having the proper uh, treatments or whatever. You know, I, I had to try and build up my own knee for every way that was done. Like and and uh, maybe you know. Going back jogging too soon after that, like uh, there was sometimes I jogged again after five or six weeks, you know, trying, trying just to keep in shape, you know. It was difficult, like all my playing days after '81, like I would have been on painkillers for most of the time, and uh, with, uh, there were there were tablets called All in One Hundred, like they were taken off the shelf. In fact, like I think right. uh, since that there, and 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 as diaphine now, I believe. Yeah. But, but um, you, you know, say diaphine sandwiches and posters up with diaphine. Okay, I know, yeah, but you know what between ice. It and uh, fluid, like I was, got fluid off it uh, umpteen many, many times, which is a sore enough operation as well. Like, and but that's the way it was. But you know something, 
you know, you got used to that sort of pain, Brenton, like, and uh, you didn't worry about it, like, you just got on with it, you know. See, see in that time, aren't they, that, that Donegal time, you know, between the, the semi-finals and the Ulster final ones and that, was there ever a time in there that, that you thought, listen, we, we can win in All-Ireland? Because obviously it had never been done before, and that's the first, first step to be going there. A lot of people obviously talk about the final and everything happened there, but in, in, in the build-up to the years before, was there ever a time... That you were like, right, we can win all Ireland. Did you did you just feel did you talk about that in the camp that not only of course Ulster was always the first port of call, yeah. but did you really think that you, you could be the team to do it? Was yeah, that in the dressing room? Like Brent, we often talked like because we knew like we had us uh more than maybe some counties, uh, natural footballers, like we always like Donegal always had uh, natural footballers like and and uh, we always like even going back and I always go back to eighty three, like, you know, uh, with a young uh, mixture of a very young team, young and old at that time, experienced team, like and and uh, you know Galway beat us by a point, you know, uh, and us leading by two, like with a minute. How was that like, that game? Would you believe? Yeah, you mm. must have been. Uh, I was, very, I was very, in Galway. My mum's from Galway, you see, and uh, right. I, my uncle took me up, and uh, I was in the in the and old uh, Hogan there, wooden seats, you know. You know, even like with them, the, the, the great Meath teams in ninety, like you know, we put up to Meath like for for about fifty fifty five so minutes of that game, like and they uh, and they threw in a couple of goals, like. So we knew ourselves like we weren't far away like and 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 then as I said earlier like you know down comes along mm. and I think you know down was the springboard for us like as well like cause we knew we could beat down any day most days right do you know and we had as uh, as as good a footballers in that there like and uh, and I, th- I think that really you know set us on the road for ninety two you know that um, supposed to the ninety two thing was uh, that. We took charge of our own destiny as well in ninety two, like and I often think like if we had to do that like back in the early eighties, like what we'd have won, you know, we, we cleaned the act up, Brandon, otherwise, yeah. right, you know, we took control of our own lives off the field as well, like yeah. cut out the drinking and all that there and you know, we we had watch what we ate, like and different things like that. That that was there in ninety two, like and uh, I often think if we had done that and, and have the same discipline and probably a back door as well, like because yeah. we used to get beat by points here and there, points there. Like, I mean, one day up in Newcastle, like, I had a chance to level it, but we got beat by a point. I was on my bad foot, though, Brendan, you know. Yeah. You've got to work on that always. Uh, well, Newcastle. I, and and, and at that, that time, then, you know, 92, as you say, you, you, there was a lot of crack, let's say, back in the day, and they were great. I was lucky enough to play with uh, six or seven of the boys from that yeah. era and got to know you as well. And that, I could only imagine the crack was there. But after that final one, then and it was hard to take on board what was happening because I know everybody wanted you everywhere for yeah. for for this, that, and other. I can only imagine was it hard to? Uh, I, I'm not saying enjoy it, but to take it in because I would imagine every day just must have been going hundred well, miles. Well, well, first of all, Brent, you know it, it, it's the greatest thing that I ever done in my life, you know, and uh, lifting Sam for the first time. For Donegal, like it's a day of, look, a huge pride and, and, and everything, like, and, you know, fulfillment probably, and, 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 you know, just proud of me, you know, where I come from and, you know, me, me club and me county and, and the lads that I played with. And look at, you know, the county went mad, like, you know, there's no doubt about that. The county went absolutely oh, mad, we like, and, and, you know, Sam McGuire and Anthony Malloy was wanted everywhere, like, and I mean, like, uh, everywhere, and again, I travel. North, south, east, east, and west, up and down the country, outside the country. At that, you know, for them, following months, like and DSB gave me six months off as well, like and you know they were very good to me. And and um, I done all the, you know, Sam travelled every single town and village, first of all, and then I done all the schools as well. And so I was out doing schools during the day, like, and then I was everywhere evening that evening or somewhere else with Sam as well like yeah. and uh, look at it it was great Brian yeah. you know it was great but when the novelty wore off uh, after maybe about six weeks of this starting out like and when the novelty yeah. wore off it yeah. wore on into the winter it was the same thing yeah. into the winter into Christmas too much of a good thing and uh, you know there were nights like or mornings I'd wake up and Sam was lying at the bottom of the bed you yeah. know and, and uh, you know this was this uh, you want somebody else to take it <laughs> th- this was you know this cup that we all 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 dreamt like and crazed about you know about getting our hands on for years like and but he was my best friend, like for the guts of more than six months, like and look at it was it 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 definitely it did put on my private life as well, like and mm-hmm. you know there's always added pressure there, like and and and, and responsibility as well, and uh, but you know I I wouldn't have managed that like I, I, without you know Stephen McCall who managed everything for me like dates, yeah. you know I, I'll give you one example of madness like. 
the cup would be up in uh, Fawn Vale and Derry at 7 o'clock, right? And it had to be in Navin at the Donegal Association uh, dinner dance at 11 that night, right? And it was probably one of the worst nights that came uh, before Christmas. Uh, and it was bad, bad, black, black frost and everything else. But I didn't get back to Navin until uh, 1 o'clock in the morning with the cup, right, from, from Fawn Vale. Like, there was 10 mile an hour job, honestly. And um, a good friend of mine, Clum Whatever, driving me that night. Like, I drive her from my club every night with me, you know, set up by Stephen and that. I landed there, still everybody waiting for Sam, like, crowd going mad again, like, you know. Done our duty there, like that, I don't know what, four or five in the morning there, like, and then myself and the wee man, like, we boarded a flight the following day then uh, to Chicago, right? And they, we we done four cities in, in in six days. We spent two nights in Chicago. And I think it was, there were six hundred a night there, and uh, uh, both nights and back down then, uh, Boston, Philadelphia, New York. And that's only one snippet, like of of yes, <laughs> what was going on? Like the lover, and, uh, the lover was taking a beating. Well, I know one thing. Like, uh, well, I, I you know there was no you know there's. There was not much, there was alcohol there, right, yeah. like, and drink, like, but you were so busy, look at you hadn't time anyway, like, yeah. because, yeah. Uh, I mean, the first night we stood, uh, we stood for every single person in, the, in that hall, the first, and there were 600 there, and I'm talking about couples, like, we stood, like, and yes. took every photograph of Sam, yeah. every yeah. single person, yeah. and it, like, so, uh, like, it, it was pressure too. Take a toll, take a toll. It did take a toll, like, and, and, but that's only a snippet, like, yeah, you know, yeah. so that was a regular thing, you know. But look at, yeah, yeah. I know I wouldn't be able to do that today, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. probably 30 years ago. You know what, on, I, like. I have a picture framed at the house yourself, Don Reed and Tony Boyle, the McGee's chemist. I've it framed at the <laughs> mum's house. So even <laughs> I got, got my pictures at St. Newton's College and I stepped yeah. in and uh, the three years I would call friends now. But yeah. 92, I suppose, my only story, that my, my uncle, God rest him, might go down in Clintabret. I was out at the grill on, on the Saturday night, the usual, and late. And Dad, Dad came in and said, "Come on, you come up to this game, this game, ninety-two All Ireland." And I was in two minds because I was was only in bed a lot of hours. He goes, "Listen, I think Mike has a ticket for you." So I jumped yeah. in the car and slept the whole way to Monaghan. And, yeah. and Mike had to be the ticket. God rest him. Now his son, Mike O'Dowd, played for Monaghan. Yeah, uh, uh, you would you would have known yeah. Mike regularly. You would have played against him. Yeah. But he said he handed me a ticket and he said to me, he says, This will mean more to you than ever would to me. Now, he's a Galway man, moved him on it. And I never forgot that, yeah. Anthony. And I'll tell you why. Whenever we get the tickets in, the county thing, you, you get two tickets to All Ireland every year. I never went. I always thought, because of my uncle, I give them to people from the county. I always give the tickets every time. Yeah. The only one I didn't was, a, I think it was 2006, uh, Mayo and Kerry. No one asked for the tickets. No one asked me. Yeah. Whatever happened that year, no one asked me. Yeah. I went to that game. It was a bad old match. I remember Gooch got a couple of goals. But that, that was that was my 92 tale yeah. uh, uh, from, from Mike. And uh, funny how that impacted then on, on the rest of my life. I ended up playing for Lily Gong, yeah. as I say. Yeah. Always, always handed the tickets on to somebody from the county, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I remember, like, we were, I, I don't know many tickets we were given at the time per player, like, and... Uh, but anyway, you know, I had a big family, right? But everybody was looked after, and I think. It, but at one, uh, at one left over anyway, and uh, it was two evenings before we we're heading away or something like. But it actually came off the mantelpiece and fell into the fire, open fire, like so. It got half <laughs> half burned, right? But it got a pulled out again anyway, and uh, I was heading on to the bus heading to Dublin on Saturday morning. This poor fellow, like from Lop, sorry, bad. Uh, this fellow from from Donegal Town. Uh, but oh, you wouldn't have any tickets. And I said, look, if you get him was out there, hey, did you? Head. Right. And I think he did. Did he? <laughs> you know. But I know that's yeah. what it was. Now, look, at ninety two was uh, was great. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was great. Like and and, uh, but you know, like uh, the pressure of being captain and everything else, and I suppose. Um, is that why, Anthony, just the, your reflection, is that why, Anthony, there was so much happening for you, as you say, your personal life, your work life and all that was being impacted by this, of course. If you were, it was hard yeah. to do do anything properly because yeah. you were pulled. Is that why you have that reflection? Is it kind of like, it was nearly like a whirlwind at times there with Donegal, you know? Like, all this was happening, it was hard for you being like a normal man and, and listen, playing an amateur sport uh, look, to be certainly, treated this way, you know? Certainly, Brian, because, uh, you know... Uh, when I left the Sam, you know, my life changed forever. Like, yeah. you know, and and, and, and uh, probably, you know, I was, I was well enough known, like, uh, in, say, in Donegal and in Ulster, maybe in maybe parts of Ireland or wherever, like, but when I left the Sam, like, I was known all over the world, like, as well. Yes. Like, and and uh, so that was, that was a change, like, and, and uh, you know, if, I know you know where I come from. Like, I come from a, a, wee, a wee small uh, town land up the top of Glengesh there, like, and yes. four houses, like, and look at a backward area, and, 
backward myself as well, like and 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 uh, so it was a huge change for me as well. Like yeah. here, here, here was like you know public speaking every every yeah, day, every yeah, night yeah, and yeah. and uh, things that maybe I wasn't. But I, I do know that uh, what ninety two, um, even though with it, uh, pitfalls and that there, it uh, made me certainly grow as a person. Yeah, and and because uh, uh, I lacked a bit of confidence probably in the early years and all that there, but uh, it certainly made me uh, grow as a person. Like yeah. and and and, and uh, you know, I would have been afraid to stand up in front of people as people are and everything else. And that's natural. Like you're forced, you're forced, and then you had to. You know, you had to get on with this and, and yeah. self learn stuff. You know. Yeah. And tell me, seeing as you're still there, a celebrity, what about Dancing with the Stars or something like that? Could are you going to make a I, I don't know. Like uh, I don't think we'll go down that road there. That's how left me. Like she wouldn't. She wouldn't be. You, she wouldn't you get be the quick. Day I wouldn't get tossing right. Or, I wouldn't get turning right. I, you I, Macy, you I reckon there was always way to slow the turn on the field anyway. So uh, I don't think the stage would be the place for. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. And of course, now you're you're in public life now, which I, I think it's a good place for you because you're really a man of the people, and and you're you're doing your work. You're enjoying life as a as a counselor now. I look at uh, you know, and uh, I've just in the book as well. Like you know, I, I if you look at my CV, like uh, you know, I spent eighteen years with the ESB, like and and eighteen great years, like as a charge and technician with them. But I always knew, like the I wasn't happy. Like I was always like, finding mission or, or doing something else. Like and then I went in then with uh, I went into the insurance business and I set up a brokerage, you know, with um, with Paul Reynolds and company. To God rest him, as well. Like I stayed there for eight years. The opportunity of buying a pub come along and and uh, I bought that. or something I always want to do as a young lad in my yeah. own town, right? Yeah. Great for a while, like. But there again, downturns and smoking bans and everything else, like. But great, uh, great, and but a pressurised job too. I found out, you know, that went. And then uh, I was on the road for two years with uh, and his own frozen food, like loved that. Mm. But I was still looking, like, mm. and but eventually, you know. Found like a, I got a job there with Oosens the Gaelic as a supervisor. Loved that uh, supervising 20, 20, 22 participants all around different parishes, like, mm. and then the council and uh, the do- the dolls not calling you know. Uh-huh. Is the doll calling you know? <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get. We'll we'll not look at the council we'll, like, and you know we'll start the campaign. Yeah. I, I was in the public eye anyway, like, and yeah. you know, so why not be a proper representative? That's yeah. the way I looked at, and I do. I do love meeting people. I always have, like, and and um, you know, if I can help somebody, it's great. Yeah, it's I good to see. Of course, Kieran Brogan who sponsors the show. Top top fella. And it's top good man. to see. Used to and Top man. Kieran yeah. there, Paul Kieran from yeah. from Newton. Like you're talking and, about the, yeah. the grandfather. Like Kieran is a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the wee dig in. He can't reply. No, yeah, listen, <laughs> you might meet him. For no, a Kieran's been great. Like, and aye, he, aye. he's been great to me. Like, and, and you know, and he's huge experience there in the council as well. Like, aye, and. Uh, Great to have a fellow like Kieran. Listen, great to have him in your corner, surely, and I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Andy, listen, we might meet Kieran for a cup of tea across in Kelly's here now in a minute, but Andy, listen, brilliant to catch up and chat. Hey, um, there was the, there was to be some snippets out of the book and that they hadn't actually come out yet, so I'm, I'm really keen. To, the, the book's called uh, the book's called Memoir: Life, uh, Glory, and Demons. Yeah, well, it's, look, it's maybe you know the demons is there. Look, I think it touched. To be fair, it touched on them. Like, yes. and, uh, do you know they they. Um, you know, there's a huge drink culture like uh, in my playing days. You know, mm. and, and uh, around it the fell the ears about as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know it did. Yeah, and and uh, like that's been honest. Like, and you know, when you played a club game, you played a county game, you went straight to the pub. Like, and yeah. uh, you were there most times at closing time. Like, and um, me being me, like I, I would always think that, uh, and uh, probably mightn't change things. Uh, you know, that I had to mingle and mix with my supporters, yeah. the people that have supported me day in day out like yeah. and then of course like drinking become from all angles like and uh, I would never I would never refuse that either like I must remember I, that like we, we always get criticised for drinking too much I must remember that I had to drink with my supporters I, I like that they? I, I, I always have great respect for my supporters because I, I know, think you I know, know, they, of course, they yeah. pay on the gate <clears throat> they pay on the gate yeah, yeah. pay their money they go everywhere up and down the country like and having the not a god, you know, I think the players, you know, they they have a right to talk to the people they're supporting, like and and or playing. Mm. But um, that would be my thought. I know things have changed massively today. That doesn't happen today, like and which is good because there's yep. a total professional set up today. But then you know the drinking thing. You know, when I retired, um, when I retired, I wasn't prepared for it uh, mm. in '95. Like I wasn't prepared. I have to say that there. You know, all of a sudden there was a huge vacuum you know, in my life. Like, I knew nothing else, only football. Mm. Uh, 
and all of a sudden I'd nowhere to go on a Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday, or I had no games. There were no more cheers, no more applause, yes. no more running out onto the fields. And uh, I found that a uh, hard to deal with, like, and because there was no there was no help in them days compared to what they have the GPA now. Would take mm-hmm. you know they they help you out in them kind yeah. of situations now and all that there, which is great. But and like you know, I did lose me away. I have to say that honestly. Like, but you know, I did find you know, I found went to go professional help. Went to A in the lives for a while. Like, I learned, I learned about living. I learned a lot. It was all about living, like, and learning uh, about life and all that there. And I read a lot of good, uh, positive books, uh, positive thinking books, and that there. And uh, you know, I got through all that, and uh, and I'm thankful for that. I got a lot of help, like, and I've got a lot of great people around me and that there. And so. I come out of that, you know, and, and today, like, I can take a pint or I can leave it, like, and uh, it's not an issue, like, and uh, yeah. So, look, I'm thankful for a lot of things, Brendan. Yeah. You know, yeah. And listen, we're thankful, aren't we, to have had you and, and had you as our captain, as I say. We all have these fabulous memories, and I can't wait. When's the book out? Is it out? We're launching on Friday night, but I think it's on Amazon at the moment as well. It's, like, it's on Amazon launching yeah. Friday night. Is that down in the Blue, down Haven? The Blue Haven? Yeah, Blue Haven, uh, right. half seven. Yeah, I'll take a pint or leave it. I better, I better book a room actually. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Malloy, listen, brilliant to have you on the show and listen, looking forward to this book and uh, as I say, check on Amazon and uh, the book. It'll, the, the, it'll be on all the major bookstores, I think, uh, today, tomorrow anyway, I think, all right. Yeah, great catching up with Anthony Malloy there earlier today. I could talk to that man all day. He is the, the daddy of Donegal. Uh, we're going to turn our attention now to the ladies football and uh, the quest for Ulster glory uh, Gador ladies were in action yesterday and so were Terman and uh, rounding this up for us we have of course Maureen O'Donnell a regular on the show and a regular with Highland here Maureen how are you today? Not too bad Brendan hey good to hear you what's happening? Good good great to talk to you again Mo listen we, <clears throat> it wasn't a great day for us there was one, one game uh, rained off and, and, and two defeats uh, Mo and, and three three second half goals conceded by Terman ladies real heart wrenching stuff to, to, to go out at the, at, at the first hurdle yeah, listen, this was a very disappointing uh, day senior-wise for uh, the Terman ladies who were at home and had home advantage in the Burn Road in Terman. A very, very wet day down there, of course, and as you say, goals probably um, just were the edge factor for uh, the, the the cabin champions Lurgan yesterday. Um, you know, looking just looking at the half-time score, um, Terman were in the driving seat with six points or five points ahead, six points to so only one point and interestingly enough Lurgan had only scored their first and only point in the first half which came in the 19th minute so you would have thought Terman were you know you know, well on their way but it was a different Lurgan side to come out in the second half and as you say goals were just the, were the edge factor for Lurgan yesterday And well, tell me do you know this yeah, half t- they, they, this half time thing though is, is so huge you know around you're in control of a game <laughs> And then you get hit with a couple of goals. Was 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 any of the goals defendable, or or did it come down to to, to good play by the Lurgan ladies? Listen, I think the, the one of the key times of a match to to catch a team for a, a goal is on the half on on the half time throw up, and that's what happened. Lurgan won the ball and just went straight down the middle of the field, took Terman completely by surprise, and the ball ended up in the back of the net. That was Emer Corcoran who scored their first goal, and you know from then on, Lurgan really really applied the pressure. But you could see it at stages of the first half. You know, even though the scoreline might not have reflected that Lurgan were 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 very much in the game. Like Orla Corey, uh, the tournament keeper, pulled off three fantastic saves, you know, which denied them three goals in the first half. And I know on the other side of things, Geraldine McLaughlin, of course, had two goal opportunities. One she put over the bar with her left foot and one that came off the crossbar. So there was uh, opportunities for goals from both sides in the first half. But it was that was the biggest blow for Terman then at that stage. Lorgan went 1-1 uh, on their score sheet and then they went ahead and they, they scored a further 1-2, mm. uh, you know, which stretched out their lead. And Terman clawed their way back, you know, level twice in the second half. But the goals were just a killer and you know as I say there were some of them defendable but Orla Corey did her best you know she was she was outstanding yesterday in terms of her, her shot stopping but um, that the, the penalty well, what, what stage did the, what, what, yeah. Yeah, what stage did that penalty come in at them was that was that anyway contentious or, or what, what was your uh, feeling on the decision Listen, you know, looking at the referees' performance yesterday, both teams would have said that they were just 
really, really annoyed and upset with, with some of the decisions. But I felt like he was maybe harsh on both sides equally. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's one of them calls you just don't know. Like some referees call it for charging, some don't. These are the kind of things that happened. Like yeah. earlier on, um, uh, Laura Gagan, their full forward, got sent to the the sideline uh, with a yellow card for a charge on Nicole McLaughlin you know and look it's harsh it looks really really bad at the time it's like a player stands in front of you you're no option when you're in full flight you know yourself and full flight soloing up the ball and somebody just stands in front of you it's going to look like a terrible charge but at the end of the day it's the pair, it's the defender that's putting themselves in the way of the forward and, and, and referees are seem to call it for charging now all the time and and you know some referees do and some referees don't but I mean at the end of the day it was a penalty a four minutes left in the game and it stretched their lead to three and you know Terman did the rest to come back sort of you know after that but listen Brendan as I say those goals those three they scored they'd only one point at half time they went out and scored 3-5 in the second half they were a much hungrier side and I suppose they went into the game as uh, underdogs and in a game like that it's a great thing to carry the underdogs tag going on in the quarterfinal of Ulster because they've absolutely nothing to lose and for them I suppose Terman's a big name now in Ulster over the last 12 years like the the Terman ladies have been in six Ulster finals they've won two and they've lost four and you know all at the hands of the current champions Dunhamoyne so for any other team going on against Terman they they would see themselves well, and with a chance at Ulster if they were to beat Terman, and that's just exactly what the Lurgan ladies did yesterday, you know. Mm. And well, just the scoring again, of course, you know, Geraldine won 8 out of that one ten. Did, did, did you feel, I know, yeah. there, there was six frees in there. I'm just, just thinking about the, the, I suppose, the supporting cast, and you need probably a few people chipping in with scores. Uh, what, what, what's your feeling on that around the rest of the team? Maybe, was there opportunities for other players there? Or, you know, I know conditions, and, and think it was, it was probably a tough day for scores from play, but, uh, What's your feeling on, on I suppose, the scoring uh, burden being, being, being with Geraldine there? You know, listen, I think we talk about that. We've talked about it a lot throughout the year where, you know, you have, you know, an elite full forward in there. And we talked about Geraldine and her scoring capabilities. And, you know, I guess for Terman, the direct route was getting the ball into Geraldine. Uh, but as I always say, I think, you know, it's very, very important to have six scoring forwards. And as you say, Geraldine scoring one, maybe one eight, one seven, one eight in that game, maybe. Kieran McGarvey, I think, has got two scores and Shannon McLaughlin got one I think it ended up 111 on that uh, you know which means they only lost their point but as you say when you're relying heavily on one player and a forward line to score uh, it's hard to come off as a one inside that way because all you have to do is try and two or three players in front of her and Geraldine was under severe pressure yesterday with the high balls going on you know if you have two, two or three players marking one, one full forward like you need to be giving quality ball in too so everybody else around you needs to be working and, and probably to take the, the pressure off that you know Geraldine's very smart she'll move out the field she'll take three or four three of them players with her so which opens up opportunities for other players to get on the ball but you know just you need scoring forwards that are confident and comfortable going in there and like Kira McGarvey just probably uh, a big day for the likes of Kira McGarvey and, and, and Jody, Jody McFadden and uh, Shannon McLaughlin got on the score sheet Kira McGarvey got on the score sheet but you need other players getting on the score sheet but again it comes down to pressure on the day Brendan as well you know for these mm-hmm. players and maybe that wee bit of uh, more experience like Geraldine's very experienced in there and some of the rest of them are younger players now and you know that kind of game will stand them in the future but yeah. it maybe comes down to that we would a lack of experience as well but I guess any team with Jeremy McLaughlin and fall forward the direct option is get it on to her you know and, yeah. and, and hopefully she'll get the scores on the board Yeah yeah, for sure <coughs> for sure most yeah. Frank, Frank uh, Craig he must have been late last night he's only down at 110 he, he took a point he took a point off your ladies there I, um, I must uh, tell him to <laughs> there's actually up. conflicting scores some That's of them are saying 110 some of them are saying 111 right, you know right. so like Frank and the boys were up the line with me too so there you go oh listen no uh, well, we'll see in the, I don't know but yeah, yeah listen you know, it was a close defeat and listen tough tough on the Terman ladies still they won yeah. the championship but I'm sure they they designed on, on, on going on a run and us they're not to be uh, in, in intermediate and, and junior um, sections there Mo, for, for the ladies yeah, and well, intermediate, like um, I suppose Kador, um, had a home game against uh, 
uh, county downside Saul uh, lost out you know, by two points on the day I think the score there was 1-5 to 1-3 and you know uh, I'm sure they would have wanted to press forward as well but just wasn't to be on the day um, so that's our that's our, our junior junior club champions out yes. and intermediate Arua just didn't even get on the field yesterday the, the pitch was waterlogged so I'm assuming they'll probably have to play the game maybe during the week no no time or, or date confirmed for that just at the minute they'll probably have to get it played off maybe by next weekend or I don't know how it'll, it'll affect the fixtures but um, listen intermediate and Arua are only hope now in, in Ulster um, you know the last the last uh Team Bar Terman and Glenn Finn to get to the fi- uh, get to one of the finals was Nevora a couple of years ago, you know, two thousand and nineteen. Mm. So yeah, you'd be hoping Eru can go out and do something there and maybe progress on to the semi final stages. So we'll be looking looking ahead to that game now, you know. Yeah, certainly more well, great stuff. They'll be flying the flag for us, Mo, and they're up to senior yeah. next year, are they? Uh, Eru, yeah. yeah. So it's good to see that as well. It's good to see them advancing and another team in there. Like there was a there was a shield final on the weekend there between uh, St Nauls and St Unans, very very evenly matched, and St Nauls actually just won it by a point. So that that game was up in Lufford. So some great teams in the senior championship there now. And like I had a discussion with one of my friends the last day, and we were just chatting about how. Like it'll not always going to be Terman and it's not always going to be Glen Finn because Glen Finn and Terman are going to lose a number of key players, you know, over the next few years, mm. which which gives opportunities to the teams that are the, at the at the bottom of Division One to really progress up there. So it's going to make for a more challenging Division One team with Eru coming up there. You've seen Nalls, seen Unions up there, Glen Finn and Terman and Glenty's up there. So it's really really good, and it'll give those lower the 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 bottom of the table teams a bit more inspiration, you know, to to get up there because. That's what they say. Different teams, different years. You know, I know Glen Finn and Terman have dominated over the last, and maybe Mavell over the last ten years of football. But it certainly will change because before that, it was St. Unions and Irua were very much poor masters. Were very much in the running for for Division One as well and Senior Championship football. So it's yeah. great to see, Brendan. It's great to see. Good to see you, Mo. The game's healthy, and listen, Mo, great stuff on this, Mo. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing uh, how the Irua ladies get on as they fly the flag in Ulster for the LGFA. Uh, Championship Intermediate Championship winners and Mo listen should we get a catch up with you uh, as the next few weeks go on and if we can if they really go on a run sure we'll, we'll follow them through Ulster yeah absolutely Brendan dead on Hi, that's, 100% that's Mo as ever thanks a mil chat soon Brendan top stuff yeah All right, no good, bye good bye. stuff thank you that's Maureen O'Donnell wrapping up the LGFA Ulster club scene for us there and now as I say I was in um the uh, Celtic Park yesterday to see the Derry uh, County final between Glenn Mahara and Slough Neil and I was there with Michael McMullen who was doing updates for us. An excellent game um, in every way and there wasn't going to be much in it and it came down to one moment at the end Daniel Kane scored his first ever senior point to win the game and uh, some timing. the own and all maybe nearly they nearly went six points down. Only from uh, certain missed a goal chance, but uh, they hung in there. And I suppose when you have a bit of experience, you always find a way. And that was probably the difference in the end. Yes, yes, indeed. Paddy Bradley looking after his uh, his, his home club, no Barley Paddy. Um, well, as I say, there was a lot of word on that game. It was a great game, and I, I was hoping for a big game. Glenn, of course, you know, looking for back-to-back titles, and of course, the the Slough Neil team that have built up such a reputation uh, in this last number of years as you know, a, a team that has won many Ulster titles and was an All Ireland capable one inside. But well, it was a bit of a, a damp squad of a game. You know, both teams. Listen, I put that more on Slough Neil in terms of Glenn were uh, attempting to win the match and pressing Slough Neil around the pitch. And, and once uh, Glenn fell into their shape, Slough Neil really had no ability to open them up. And um, what was set up for potentially a great game, I mean, conditions were perfect. That well, really was probably the worst of what we're seeing in modern football in terms of um, uh, teams dropping back into their 45. I was just do you know what it was? It was a carbon copy of last year. Um a lesson, I think that's what you would call it, just completely outplayed. Uh I I said to you in passing when I was chatting to you yesterday, uh after losing so heavily last year I had a feeling that Slatnail was going to keep it tight. Mm-hmm. But uh Connor Glass kicked the point after three minutes after a period of keeping the ball and Glenn just basically owned the game. Uh, the game for me came down to a few things um, before we talk about it in general. 
Um, they, they closed down our kickouts was number one. Uh, Michael Warnock uh, blotted out our star playmaker uh, Sammy Bradley, and he was excellent. He kicked two points himself and had a you know deserved man of the match performance. Uh, Connor Glass's ability to cover back um, and basically do two jobs, and the fact that Shane McGuigan wasn't on the ball, and it all pointed to uh, Slaneal basically needing Brenton Rogers to take the entire game to Glen. And that's what needed to happen. But uh, in Ethan Doherty and Jack Doherty, Glenn had a cutting edge that Slaneal just didn't have. And the longer it went on, there was only one winner. And Slaneal just keep, kept sitting off and didn't really go at it. And um, Is, I, is I, it a I, shame, I, Emma, I, listen, I know it was your own club, is it a shame to kind of lose a final like that? You know, I know you can make a case for winning a game when you play that defensive, but if you lose it, is it not kind of like here, what, what was the point? I it, it is. It's it's hard to it's, it's hard to lose it. Like I, I really thought it was going to be a battle. I, I thought it was going to be a last five minute job, and it was completely wrong. It was just exactly like last year. Um, I think the way if, if I go back to one of Sam earlier games against Newbridge, when Newbridge played a fairly cautious brand of football, Sam won the throw in, got a goal in the first fifteen seconds, and dictated the game. After half time, they got a point, probably 15 or 16 seconds again on the front foot. They played the game. Once they went behind, um, they just couldn't get out. And um, I don't know where it was energy. I don't know where it was just Glenn's, you know, intense intensity. Uh, probably, probably them closing down their kickouts was was a big one. You know, give Antoine very little kick too, and it was really hard to get out. And at seven two at half time, it was a complete mountain. Mm. Um, Slangley were trying to leave Chrissy McCaig free like they did against Lavey to cut out the danger Malachy Rourke pushed Eamon Mulholland an attack minded player up on Chrissy and it closed him in completely again and there was no way out and when you're not getting Shane McGuigan on the ball and you're not getting Sammy Bradley on the ball and you're just not getting enough possession in general you know there's, there's no way you're going to win a game and it's hard to take but that's just I suppose that's the, the, the brass tacks of it all. And Glenn probably got everything right. Um, uh, at that wee spell in the second half, three points in a row to take it to 10-6, you know, you've got a chance. Um, and then Patsy Bradley made an uncharacteristic mistake and Ethan Doherty put over the, the point and it was game over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I thought Slatnail would have been a bit fresher this year in terms of having a two-week break before the final. I thought the hurt from last year might have been a factor, but uh, it was it was completely you know it, it was irrelevant. Glenn were just uh, bossed the game from start to finish. Then march on, um, uh, Glenn march march on. Well, listen, we'll keep an eye on that in Ulster, and listen, we'll get a proper chat. You know, as as Ulster club championship unfolds, there, man. Thanks for the updates again there yesterday, and we'll we'll chat to you in a few weeks, sir. All right. No problem, Ben. Thanks very much. Top stuff, Michael. Brilliant stuff there uh, from uh, Michael McMullen there of Gaelic Life. As I said, he was doing updates from that game yesterday. Keeping us involved as Glenn had back-to-back titles there in Derry. I want to thank Mal for that round-up there, the Derry final for Maureen O'Donnell on earlier. Anthony Malloy, of course, was in as well. Great to chat to him earlier today. And um, I want to thank Kenneth here for producing, as ever. The Monday Night Sessions is coming on. Stay tuned for that, folks, and I'll speak to you all next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen.